Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a one stripe white belt, nope. blue belt. God, <laughs> please put that in the podcast. <laughs> Based I have on stripped how her I of today, <laughs> stripped her of all of her rank. I left her with one stripe. <laughs> I'm Jen Eads, a one-stripe blue belt full of curiosity and questions and just completely worn out, but still loving all the things jujitsu. <laughs> I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. And we are recording this right after class where I have not like, reset and switched out of, I think I'm going to die because I'm exhausted mode into... Let's make a podcast mode. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times we try to record before class, uh-huh. um, but I promised Mariah I would start teaching her ballet. So that's what happens before class now on Thursdays. So I think I'm going to vote for ballet <laughs> after I understand that, but it's really good for us to get stretched out and get warmed up before class. So it's really nice. Probably so. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to change podcasting day maybe. I don't know. Well, and as long as you choked her today and not me. Right. It's all good. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Thank you, Mariah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> she got some good jokes today. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? I guess we're talking about my road to worlds, my training uh, leading up to Masters Worlds in Vegas in just a couple weeks. Yeah. So how do you how do you start to prepare for that? I think the biggest starting to prepare kind of thing is changing my mindset. First of all, when did you decide that you were going to do yeah. Masters World? So we talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, I think. But really, like two weeks before camp, I was like, we're not doing Masters. Let's not do it. Um, life's been stressful. We don't need to add that stress. Yada, yada. BS, mm-hmm. BS. Um, <laughs> and then I got my black belt and instantly was like, who's in my division? So I really just decided when I got my black belt, it's really just the best time to do it. Zero pressure. Yeah. Deep waters, but zero pressure. Mm-hmm. I've been a black belt for like two months at the time that <laughs> I go. So I decided then might as well do it. Yeah. So in the beginning, I had one person in my division. Mm-hmm. Um, I fought her at either late blue or early purple. I can't remember exactly. She did beat me then, but it'll be fun to get to fight her again. Yeah. The other woman currently in my division is a second degree black belt out of Brazil. Um, so that's fun and exciting and terrifying. So obviously, you know, don't leave it to the judges because right. a lot of times uh, the Brazilians do get the nod. So, yeah, I want to make sure that I'm going out there and doing my best. But what's exciting is the open division. The open division uh, has Rachel Casillas in it, who is my coach. And really one of the main reasons I decided to do the tournament to begin with, Mm because I wanted to be able to, you know, fight alongside her and maybe against her, you know, like, yeah, also has Emily Kwok in it. That's exciting. Right, right. And several other people I've fought before or that I've known forever, like Jen Zanotti, Amber Bendel, like people that I've fought against in the past because, you know, that's how age works. We all have come up together kind of. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it's just going to be very deep waters, but very exciting. Cool. Yeah. How are you approaching your training then? I think that like changing my mindset part has been the hardest part 
I really, like I used to compete all the time. Pandemic has really killed that. I think I did one tournament in 2020 and one tournament in 21, both mm -hmm. of which were key pans. So primarily for the past couple of years, I've just been a coach. Uh, so changing that mentality from an instructor and a coach to a competitor has been one of the hardest parts. Um, it's hard to know when to stop letting people work and talking them through it and that kind of stuff to, all right, if you roll with me, I'm going to try to murder you because I'm yeah. prepping for competition. <laughs> yeah. So I think just like, you know, making that switch is the hardest uh, part from the mindset perspective of like, all right, I'm in competition mode. I'm not letting you get away with anything. And it's still not something I'm good at, particularly because I know that like my students are also prepping for a competition, one of the Fuji's here in October. So it's a, it's a balance. Yeah. How do you find that balance? A lot of rounds with Risser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, like sometimes that's just what it is. Like Tuesday, I think I did like all five rounds with her just because I know she'll go hard with me. I know that she won't let me get away with stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know she, at the same time she'll protect me. So like, right. you know, she, she might grab something, but she's not going to take anything home. Um, <laughs> she doesn't have anything to prove. So that's helpful, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So that's, you know, like sometimes it just depends on how I'm feeling. Uh, comp training, I'm going really hard with everybody. Like if you come to comp training, then that is what it is. Like you understand right. that we're in tournament prep. In class, I still am trying to take a couple rounds most nights to work with people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just trying to kind of know and, and warn people ahead of time. Like, hey, if we're going to go, I'm going to go kind of hard. Or I'm, yeah. or maybe like I specifically put myself in bad positions, you know, like all right, I'm going to let you take my back because I got to work my way out of there. I'm going to let you get to mount. I'm going to keep getting out and like letting you go back kind of thing. And I'm doing it to where they have to do the move correctly. Like, yeah, I don't tend to let students sweep me unless they're doing it right. And if you're doing it right, then, you know, I might let you sweep me and come up on top and then fight my way out of that. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough balance. One I'm constantly trying to do better about, but it's, I think it's good for me too. Are you doing anything else in addition to just getting rounds in? Mm -hmm. Obviously focusing on my game plan, uh -huh. which normally I kind of struggle with. As much as I talk about game planning, um, sometimes it is a struggle, particularly when I'm not preparing for competition. When I'm yeah. pre preparing for competition, I'm better about like kind of honing it in. I have fully changed my game plan from what it's been the past couple of years, but that's partially knowing knowing my opponents a little bit, knowing what I think they might try to go after. So like knowing what I want out of that. Mm -hmm. Is that fun for you to change it up or does it feel like it adds another level of stress because you're trying to do something different and it hasn't maybe always been what you're strongest at? Yeah, it's fun for me and it's good for me, Yeah, right? Like the, the setup that I'm starting with is not something I've done a ton before this. Um, and so it's good for me to just like drill that over and over and over again, which is what I did with my stand-up game to begin with is, you mm -hmm. know, like the one thing I wanted, I drilled it over and over again and then finding out like, what are people's reactions to that thing? So it just feels good for me. Good. Yeah. How about nutrition? Um, well, I am in the unlimited weight class, <laughs> so I don't have to cut weight. I am currently intermittent fasting just to kind of heal my stomach. Mm -hmm. I think that my stomach has been 
trash from a lot of stress over the past year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, I've just been struggling a lot with like nausea and everything. So I've been doing intermittent fasting, trying to heal that a little bit and just trying to like eat. So I try to eat a little better, but I'm still eating dessert when I want or, you know, like which isn't like every day. I mean, I might want it every day, but (laughs) still getting in some ice cream a couple times a week or something, you know? Well, you have to. Exactly. Exactly. But really the biggest thing is making sure I'm getting in enough food. Cause like I tend to, you know, just kind of work and not think about food. Um, but just making sure I'm consuming enough calories for my training. And, you know, like another reason I like to compete is um, I tend to take better care of my body. <laughs> so I tend to do more like recovery type stuff. So what does that look like? I've been seeing my massage therapist every couple of weeks. Actually, I saw him two weeks in a row because <laughs> <laughs> I have an injury. I'm definitely, um, you know, needing a lot of work on. So I'm seeing him frequently going to my chiropractor. I did acupuncture yesterday, which is my least favorite form of recovery, but I know that it helps. If that's your least favorite, why did you go do it? I'm kind of like all hands on deck, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm going to do everything I can to have my body in the best shape it can be. So this injury that I've been nursing needs more help. Like I've been trying to strengthen it a little bit. I've been, you know, like I said, doing massage and chiropractic and everything. But if there's more that I can do, I'm going to do it. It, And I think competition pushes me to do that. It's really easy for me to be like, ah, you know, it'll heal. I'll just rest it a little bit. But like, I don't have time to rest it. Right. And I don't really have, you know, I'm teaching twice, well, more than twice a day, but you know, mornings and nights every day. And so there's not a lot of time to like just do nothing with it. Mm -hmm. So it kind of forces me to like, okay, what's everything I can do to heal it and make it better and be able to at least come and be competitive at Worlds. Do you feel like it's helping? I'm, I know that it helps. (laughs) (laughs) Am I still hurting? Yes. Okay. But I do know that it helps. And I have another one scheduled for next week. I'll probably do one more um, before Worlds. So I'm just hoping that, you know, all together by the end of those, it'll be like, okay, this is feeling pretty good. I'm ready to go. Nice. And honestly, I think ballet is going to help. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this. (laughs) How did ballet get worked back into, you know? Yeah. So I grew up a dancer. Right. Let's start there. I danced from the time I was three until, I mean, all through school. I did community theater after school, like, you know, in 18, 19, 20 age range. So I love dancing. Absolutely love it. Mariah had started taking ballet classes in like April. And though I do say that I want you to do things outside of jujitsu, I hated that she was doing it because I missed having her and Jonathan in class. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just rude. I hate it. Stop doing ballet. No, I'm just um, <laughs> I want you to do other things, just not on the times I'm used to seeing you. Right. Yeah. So she said, uh, I'll quit ballet if you start teaching me ballet. And I was like, okay, bet. And she's like, you have to actually put it on the schedule though. So on our printed schedules that go in everybody's folders, ballet is at 11 a.m. on Thursdays. Oh, wow. And I have a bar. I've had a bar for several years. So it's like a, you know, portable one. So I brought it in 
and we started today and it was really nice. Nice. It's been a very long time since I've done ballet, um, but it was really good for me. So good for my foot. You know, like I had the broken foot for two and a half years and had a couple surgeries in the past year. Mm-hmm. And so really good for me to like practice my releves and everything and strengthen that up even more. Yeah, it was fun. Good. Yeah. I told her we have to find a place to tap next because I really want to teach her how to tap dance. <laughs> like we're going to be tap dancing in the locker room because it's the only place <laughs> with that kind of floor. <laughs> You know, I, growing up, always wanted to own a dance studio. That was mm-hmm. that was the goal. I wanted to own a dance studio. And I always joked, like, jujitsu school is not really that much different, especially from just, like, a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of similar. And so now I'm just kind of combining it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Feel free to come do ballet with us any Thursday, 11 a.m. Right. Let me mark that on my calendar. It's very good for you. It's good strength building. Mm-hmm. You might like it. Oh, gosh. Look, my calendar's packed at that time That's every week. So weird. <laughs> so. How did that happen? It's like a standing appointment. <laughs> that is not ballet. <laughs> I was saying, because uh, Derek was asking about ballet class, and I was telling him, like, anybody can come. But if they did ballet before, they're probably not going to like it. Just because, you know, like, it's not advanced ballet by any means. If Mm -hmm. you're new to ballet and want to come try it, you're welcome to. (laughs) (laughs) Don't expect anything fancy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to stick to jujitsu. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's enough to keep me entertained. Yes. And working hard there. Yeah. So for any of our older listeners that might even be on the fence thinking about going to Masters Worlds, because you got to be old enough. <laughs> Feels good that there's something for us. Can you still register? And then tell us a little bit kind of what that turn, like what to expect. Yeah. Um, so you can still register, at least last that I saw. They weren't closed yet, but they'll probably be closing soon for capacity or deadline. We're kind of right in the middle there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can still register. You absolutely should. If you can get to Vegas for that weekend, like do it. Why not? Actually, Anybody can compete that weekend because they have Jiu-Jitsu Con as well. White belts can compete. All ages can compete. They have the kids Jiu-Jitsu there. So kids can compete. So really anybody can compete that weekend. And they all happen in the same room that weekend. I think the last time I went back in like 19, there were like, I don't remember, but I feel like it was like 4,800 competitors or something. It's insane. There's a lot lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it's a lot of people. There are different mats for each thing. So like all of the Masters Worlds are on a section of mats in this giant convention room. All of the Jiu-Jitsu Con are on a different mat, like that kind of thing. And last time I went, we had like 22 people from our team go and I didn't miss a match. Oh, wow. Like I managed to run around like crazy and see every (laughs) single match, which I was very proud of. Yeah. (laughs) There are vendors there, which is always cool, like Mm -hmm. to just get to shop a little for Jiu-Jitsu. And really, it's just extremely cool because most of your jujitsu idols are there. Yeah. Like, it's fun to see people you haven't seen in years that maybe you've met at other competitions. It's fun to, you know, get to meet those idols and, you know, just whatever, kind of get your picture taken with them. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of, a lot of people, really cool event. I thoroughly enjoy Worlds. Cool. I can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Okay, do you have an on or off the mat tip for us this week? I'm going to give you a 
combo. Ooh, <laughs> I like a good combo. On and off the mat. We like a BOGO, right? Yeah. Uh, on and off the mat. My biggest uh, tip is just going to be take care of your body. It's the only one you've got. I know that if you're super young in jujitsu, you might be like really flexible, not in jujitsu, but young in life <laughs> and jujitsu. Um, you know, you might be super flexible. You might try to go through injuries, that kind of stuff, like keep fighting through it, but take the time to take care of your body, give it good nutrition, do some recovery work, stretch, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, do some weightlifting, whatever it takes, but yeah, take care of your body. Okay. That's some solid advice for on and off the mat. I feel like you've lived this. Like maybe you've got some personal experience. Yeah. With it. Yeah. I used to always say my biggest regret was not competing more as a white belt. Uh -huh. I really wish I would have competed more as a white belt. But at this stage of my life, my biggest regret is not taking care of my injuries better. You yeah. know, like that makes them chronic. That's why, you know, at 42, I'm still dealing with the things that I've been dealing with for years. Right. So, yeah, take care of it. Yeah. And from the 50-year-old, tap early, tap often. Yep. And let the ego go for it. You yeah. know, like if you have the ego about it, you don't want to tap. You don't want to, you know, stop. Yeah. But let the ego go, tap, live to train another day or another round. Yeah. My shoulders appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends. If you want to hang out with us, we are on Instagram at Beauty in the Gee Podcast. I'm hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman, pretty much everywhere you go. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on the mat. Beauty in the Ghee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling. Grappling.